Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. The gentleman standing across from me is Action Jackson. And what a treat we have today on this show. Uh, I know uh, a lot of you listen to TMA on 105.7 HD2, uh, TMASTL.com. You get to see how hot I am at YouTube.com slash TMASTL. Um, and so you're very familiar with Ken Iggy Strode, and Iggy uh, has joined us in studio. Darren Pang is flying out at 10 o'clock, and so to fill the void uh, left by Darren Pang, he's going to reschedule and join us on Friday. Uh, we have Ken Iggy Strode, St. Louis radio veteran, and your podcast, Pepper and Genie, is up for best radio show slash podcast in the St. Louis area. Uh, you and uh, Darren Atkins, known more commonly to uh, radio listeners as uh, Peoria Plowboy on Twitter. Uh, if you see the Eli Drinkwitz cigar avatar, you found the right guy. And uh, Iggy, this is a, a real treat for us to have you in the 101 ESPN studios. Well, I wouldn't say I'm filling in for Pang. How long is he usually on? About 15 minutes. Well, I'm going to be on for like a minute and a half. Oh, okay. So I'm not Jackson, really no, audible, audible on the uh, clock starts now. Yeah, I'm not going to be in here long. Uh, just a couple of things I want to come in for. Uh, oh, okay. One, um, I, I mean, kind of an uproar over this Ali Marmal. Thing. You're in an uproar. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't believe he's calling out Tyler O'Neill for not hustling. I mean, the guy was going around third base. He got thrown out. You don't call a guy out uh, with the media. You already talked to him. That's all you need to do. Now, Grant, I didn't see the game, so I don't, I don't know if he's really hustling or not, but you still don't do that. So that got me kind of upset. And you wanted to come in and get that off I your chest. I want to get that off my chest. Cause, um, right. Again, yeah. you can vote at stlmag.com. This is a sports show. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> it's up It's up for the number one show, and we're not even on the air anymore. So, Well, still, it's a legacy project. Right? Well, you can still go find some of them if you go to, uh, what is it, TMASTL, I guess? Mm-hmm. Right. And <laughs> Passionate campaign. <laughs> just look for, Knowledgeable. Uh, look for Pepper and Genie. I mean, we got all kinds of great interviews up there, like Maitland Ward and... Uh, Katie Cush, all kinds of great interviews. All the greats. All the all greats the are up there. Uh, so I want to come in and talk about that. I want to give my master's pick. Um, I do believe Rory McIlroy gets the uh, career grand slam this week. Okay. Uh, only one of six people to do it if he does it. It's been eight years since he's won a major, which is hard to believe. Uh, I think he gets it done. So there's so my pick. So you're going with Rory. All right, so we got that. Anything else you would like to say to the 101 ESPN audience as you make your debut here? Jackson's writing something on a whiteboard. Are you coaching, Iggy? You never write things on whiteboards for me. No, I'm actually writing a white on the whiteboard for you. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yeah. Huh. We got a time check or something? <laughs> no, sir. Continue, uh, Iggs. Uh, it's a 10.06, this time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Okay, there you go. I saw it, saw it up there. I don't know when you do it. Um, but no, I basically I came in for one reason. At some, I said, we've been here a little over a year now. I think a year and three months. That's correct. Uh, and I said, at some point, um, I'm, I'm going to be on every station on the Hubbard uh, conglomeration here. Uh, I've been on, I've been in with Learn on KC, so I've been on her show. Um, I was on with Riz a couple weeks ago, so I've been on The, uh, the Point. Uh, I wanted to knock 101 out of here because I this is the only show I can come in. I can't really call the fast lane or... 
the morning show and say, I'm going to pop in for a minute. You know, I say, no, you're not. Uh, this show, I think I could. So I got 101 out of the way. Now I got left as the Arch and WIL, which I will hit eventually. But yeah, I only came in for that to get 101 out of the way. So you can check it. It's kind of like somebody wants to go to all 50 states. You want to go to all five stations. Yeah. And this is one I just wanted to get out of the way because it's pretty simple to come on your show. It is. We uh, welcome all friends of yeah, the feathers. Yeah, walk in anywhere. Just like I tell, you know, Carrie said, I want to come in with you guys someday. I just walk Carrie in. Davis of the opening drive. Yeah, when I, see him, when I see him in the morning, he goes, I want to come in with you. Just hang out with you guys for a couple minutes. I just hang out and come in whenever you want. The you door's always in. open. Yeah, friends anybody, are always welcome. Anybody can come in. Uh, so I said, let me come in today and just knock 101 out of the way. Get that off the list. So that's done. That's two left. I'll talk to Courtney tomorrow and... Uh, you just, know. To, just so you know, we're getting a lot of texts. Uh, you can text in 314-399-9646. Sometimes not the Venn diagram of the TMA audience and the Balloon Party audience are, are a little, not as much overlap as you think. Uh, I own this guy. That's from Daddy Padre. He was the Blues emergency backup netminder. And uh, I guess because he's not banned on 101 ESPN, but he's banned on TMA, that he has found a loophole here to communicate with you, and he wants you to know he owns you. How do you own me? I don't even know you exist anymore. I didn't even know you were still out there. Go fill up some gum machines. Uh, no, you say I banned him. I didn't ban him. He banned himself. He wanted to play me in a golf match, and he said, if I lose, uh, I won't be on the show anymore. And I said, well, great. And I kicked his ass, and he's gone from here. So there gone from there. So that was there. Daddy Padre, you do not own him. Uh, and a lot of the listeners uh, are... <laughs> Ken sounds great on FM on HD1. Uh, <laughs> others are familiar with your work and are saying, go home, smokestack. Uh, another one said, is this the guy who sells bobbleheads on Facebook Marketplace? Why don't you save that for the other show? This is... What? Well, you, this is the same stuff on, on Thoughts the don't morning finish after. They on come HD1. over here. They don't. I thought there on were HD2 different listeners over here. <laughs> well, again, like I said, there's a Venn diagram. Slight oh. overlap. But uh, Iggy, anything else you'd like to say to the to your new friends here on 101 ESPN on the award-winning one-hour midday program Balloon Party presented by our friends at Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota? No, I took care of what I needed to do. I got you gave, uh, give, given the Rory McIlroy play. Go, you want to win some money? about Tyler O'Neill, Ali Marmol, even though you acknowledge you didn't see it. I didn't see the game. And uh, stated why Daddy Padre is not allowed anywhere. Well, he's, I got nothing to do with this station. You can call here unless you want to play golf again. And if you lose, you can't come on this station. Uh, I don't know if people like you on this station or not. I, I don't think we've really referenced him up until today where he texted in because he found a loophole. Yeah, so I guess I own you. You only called in because I'm on, so there I guess go. I own you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Strode. Always have a good show. Sorry I interrupted. But, no, you uh, didn't interrupt at all. I mean, that was, that was perfect. I only got two stations left, so thank you for letting me so get this WIL one. So WIL and 106.5 The Arch. So you're going to yeah. see Courtney. The Arch, the Arch is simple. I mean, Courtney will say, come on whenever you want. Remy and Casey, they may say, oh, we're kind of busy. Stay away. <laughs> We'll find Which out. I wouldn't we'll, blame we'll him. See you, boys. Around. Have a good show. Ladies Bye. and gentlemen, Ken Strode on the program. Uh, the lineup is out for today's Cardinal Day game. Iggy kind of set the table with his take. Uh, Tyler O'Neill is not in the lineup. Tyler O'Neill is not in the lineup. I don't know if this game's going to be played. The weather outside this morning in the St. Louis metropolitan area, for those of you who do not live in the area, but stream 101 ESPN, uh, has been really rough. I am telling you been doing radio in st louis jackson for how long because you always say 20 hall of fame years yeah and i appreciate that hall of fame thing i agree with you i probably won't be available to come to the ceremony um but uh it's actually 21 hall of fame years and i kind of feel like you shortchanged me there what if the ceremony was in your basement 
I might go. Yeah, then, then, then you could see yourself there. I might go. <laughs> it has to be done, though, before 8.30, because right. at 8.30, I start popping sleeping so, right, pills, right, and I'll, right. I'll see Gary Coleman on a tricycle. <laughs> so with that, what I need the people to know is this. You've had the table set by Ken Strode on the Tyler O'Neill topic. I have a, a rare, passionate sports opinion. Love it. It's very rare. It is. But I, I have to tell you, I I... I do, and I don't know. I have no idea. Randy Carricker and I, as we did our traditional uh, podcast, our two-minute podcast that we do, and I come in, and he's heading out for the day. He had a sound story yesterday, perfect gift for Mother's Day and Father's Day at mysoundstory.com, and he was telling me about the interview and how much he loved doing the interview yesterday, and we were talking about that. So I didn't get a chance to ask him the question that I usually ask, what do you guys talk about? What was the audience all uh, you know engaged in? So I have an idea of what people are talking about and what they want to talk about when we come in here. And uh, and so I don't know where people on in the 101 ESPN audience are on this topic. But Tyler O'Neill is not in the lineup today if the Cardinals and Braves are to play this third and final game, which is a day game today at Bush Stadium. It looks like the weather has stopped with regards to precipitation, but the skies still look threatening from what I can see from our perch here. Uh, looking south in Creve Core, Missouri. So I will. Uh, we will play what Ali Marmol had to say. We will play what Tyler O'Neill had to say, and uh, we will discuss it coming up. And I really want your feedback. What did you think of it? If you're not familiar with it, we'll discuss it and play the sound, and you'll be able to give your opinion. 314-399-9646. Those are the Air Comfort Service text line. The program is Balloon Party, and it's driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party, driven by Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota here on 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan and Action Jackson with you. What a what an absolute treat for all HD1 listeners. Ken Strode dropping by to open up the first segment. No Darren Pang today because of travel, but uh, you got Ken Strode, and I think you would say that's a that's a really fair trade. I'd agree. Uh, all right, so here's what we got, Jackson. The, the lineup is out for today's day game. Uh, got Donovan back in there, top of the order. Burleson is in there again in left, hitting second. Goldschmidt, Arnado, no Contreras. Uh, Gorman is hitting fifth after getting the night off last night from the starting lineup, and he is DHing. And then you have Carlson, Jordan Walker, Tommy Edmond, and Kisner rounding out the lineup as Miles Michaelis tries to bounce back from a rough start to open up the season last Thursday against the Toronto Blue Jays. So there are a variety of players who are not getting the start today, but because of the way things ended last night, and it wasn't necessarily something that I, I think most people, as they were watching the game, were thinking that much of, is, is you're watching live. But after the game, it became the story. And as a matter of fact, this morning on ESPN.com, it was on the front page. It was the second story in their top stories. And that is Ali Marmol and Tyler O'Neill. So Tyler O'Neill was thrown out by Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, at home plate in the bottom of the seventh inning. Had he scored, it would have reduced the Braves' lead from 4-1 to to 4-2, to and the Cardinals would have had the tying run up, and the Cardinals would have been in a spot to potentially uh, come back in a game yet again that they trailed to the Braves after early home runs given up 
by their starting pitching. So instead, Tyler O'Neill was thrown out by Acuna, and Ali Mormal was none too pleased about it. And there's one thing to be not pleased about it, but he went uh, in an area that you really don't hear coaches, managers, general managers go in public. Here is the exchange with Ali Marmol and the St. Louis media last night following the Cardinals' defeat regarding Tyler O'Neill. Yeah, we got a lot of guys playing really hard. That's not our style of play as far as the, the effort rounding the bag there. Um, it's unacceptable. Is that a case where you think he maybe didn't expect to be sent, or given the circumstance, or what do you, is it just a matter of that pretty nice spot? Uh, bottom line is that's not his judgment. That's why we have a coach standing over there. Your efforts, uh, 100% until you're told not to. Is that something you address immediately, or I mean, how do you? This is second year as a manager. We haven't seen this from you, so is that something you address in the dugout as he comes in? We'll ad- we'll address it. Yeah, it's been addressed already. Uh, that is uh, Ali Marmol on Tyler O'Neill. So, I have uh, been doing this. Jackson, you said it's 20 Hall of Fame years, and I appreciate that. It's actually 21 Hall of Fame radio years, but it started in television in 1998, and then I experienced male pattern baldness, and it really kind of brought that to a screeching halt once I stopped taking Propecia. But I'm not here to talk about that, but I do want people to be aware of it. So... I've seen a lot of press conferences, I've participated in a lot, and done a lot of interviews. And if there is one thing, and I mean one thing, that you usually, and I mean, I'm talking with 99 plus percent of the time, don't hear either an athlete say about another athlete, or a manager or coach say about one of his players, it is questioning a specific players effort i'm not saying that i am angry about it quite honestly when it gets down to it it doesn't affect my life in any way but i do have an obligation to give you my opinion of it and i am telling you i am stunned by what ali marmol said not because i am offended i don't know how i can be offended by anything but because as a second year manager in game number five, to individually, I'm not talking about Craig Berube after a game saying our effort needs to be better. That's a different conversation than saying Jordan Cairo's effort on defense needs to be better, even though he certainly can imply it multiple times over the course of the year. Uh, you don't hear him specifically, specifically say his effort needs to be better. That was really surprising to me. So you go, now I like it because I don't think he was running hard. And I think he should have scored there. And you may feel that way. Now, some people feel that way. Some people don't. What is your, uh, quickly, Jackson, what's your opinion on whether or not you felt like he was... Tough to judge effort. Running hard. On television, you know, where they're cutting back and forth between the play. But Acuna grabbed that ball while he was rounding third and rocketed one. He's got one of the better arms in the league. And O'Neal wasn't really close. He was out by a mile. So even if he was going a step faster, he's still out. I have uh, rewatched both what was on the television feed and then also the replay. And I've studied it like the Zapruder film. (laughs) And I would say you could make a case that on the turn on third and then the first handful of steps after touching third, it was a lower speed versus when he is within, 
you know, three quarters of the way to sure. home plate. Yep. That's how I would assess it. And, you know, this is doing it from, you know, from my home, looking yeah. at it on television. Either way, what I am telling you is this, and I think once I say it, most people will agree with the principle, even if you personally like what Ali Marmol did. I'm just telling you, whether it be in sports or in business, and I suppose over the last decade and change social media, if you have a position of leadership to call out somebody individually and you are their boss, coach, manager, it is not the move. It is not the move. And like I said, I recognize fans may like it. I, I, I haven't even looked at the Air Comfort Service text line. I'll read those coming up. Fans may like that kind of thing. But for Ali Marmol, he isn't Joe Torre with the Yankees or Bobby Cox with the Braves right. or Tony La Russa with the Cardinals. He's a second-year manager. And on in Game 5, he's clearly pissed that his team lost again. And calling out a player in the media individually on their effort is not a way to endear yourself to the rest of the clubhouse. I covered Tony La Russa on a nightly basis, home games-wise, didn't go on the road with the team, when J.D. Drew was a part of the team. And it was not a doubt in my mind. It was validated when the book written by Buzz Bissinger, Three Nights in August, came out on that uh, August or September 2003 series with the Cubs that LaRusso was not a fan of J.D. Drew, but if you were around, you knew LaRusso wasn't a fan of J.D. Drew. But he wouldn't call out his effort. He would say things, and if you could put the algebra together, you knew exactly what he was saying, but he didn't call it out. So he would say, you know, if somebody who he respected was hurt, he'd say, you know, he's hurt, and, you know, hopefully we'll have him back tomorrow or something along those lines. When J.D. Drew is, uh, you know, J.D.'s got an ouchie. That's how he would say it, which was right. kind of his way that if you could pick up on it, you knew it. And I knew from being around the team and knowing guys on the team that they thought that J.D.'s commitment level was questionable. But you call out an individual and their effort, and you're doing it in game five, and he's your starting center fielder. Wow. That is – it takes a lot after being, you know – in the market for as long as I've been and covering teams for as long as I've been and hosting shows for as long as, for me to be surprised by something. And when I was watching that, I went back to watch it again. I go, wow, that is really, I'm, again, I want to make it clear. I'm not mad. I'm not calling for people's heads or anything like that. I just know whether it be I am working for someone or in, in the past when people were working for me, it's just not, it's, I'm just telling you, if you want to have juice with the people who are working with you, for you, or you're working for, calling people out, it'll get you likes. Get yourself some likes. Can't pay bills with likes. And that really surprised me. Here is what Tyler O'Neill had to say. Two strikes, uh, or excuse me, two outs. No, I was going on contact. Um, you know, I thought I got a good jump off the bat and, um, you know, I tried to make a tight turn. Uh, you know, Ronald just got a cannon of an arm out there he got me down unfortunately so um you know it's got to be better next time got to try and get better jump um you know try and be in there next time is there something about like you talked about that play he called it an effort thing and said that it was unacceptable or did you do you have a conversation can you sort of share what that conversation was like between the two of you um yeah no i think um 
he was pretty blunt about it. He didn't think I gave the best effort. Um, um, you know, I'm out here every day grinding my grinding my ass off. Um, you know, giving it my all and uh, trying to stay on the field for 160 games out here. So, um, you know, like I said, I just got to get a better jump next time, and, and I guess you know, just get around get around the base a little quicker, and um, you know, be in there next time. So you you dispute that you disagree with it wasn't an effort thing. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm trying to I'm trying to score that round, of course. You know, um, not out there to dog it at all. Um, you know, those are pretty pretty strong words from him. So that's um, good to know. Tyler, you mentioned that you felt like you got a good jump. Do you feel like the, the rounding of third was was what you were looking for, or was that maybe a, a area where it went wrong a little bit? Um, no, you know, I was just uh, trying to take a tight turn. Um, you know, I've been working a lot on different run form mechanics and stuff here in St. Louis. Um, and that puts me in a better position for longevity. So, um, you know, maybe there was a little um, there was a little uh, too much thought process. In the in the play for me, rather than just a go get them, um, you know, as as I usually would. So um, you know, just finding that happy medium and um, learning learning from the experience for sure. There's a lot there. There's a lot there, and I realize his delivery is relatively speaking monotone. But if you are listening to that, you can tell he didn't know that Marmol had voiced it to the media. You agree with me? You're nodding. Yes. And, and I know we're not up on YouTube, so <laughs> right. I, I want to let the audience. That's yes. why I'm letting the audience know. You're nodding. He is made aware that Marmol called out his effort in the press conference in that exchange. And he said something along the lines, it's good to know he said that. Right. Which, when my interpretation of it's good to know he said that is, Wow. I can't believe he said that because, as Marmol and Tyler said, uh, they had addressed it, probably addressed it in the tunnel. That's where the dirty work goes down, for the record. Um, by the way, I don't know if people know that, but that's when a guy is frustrated by a call, when a guy's frustrated by an at bat, when a guy's frustrated by his performance, uh, they go down in that tunnel and they will take it out on the walls of the tunnel or they'll let loose with F bombs or a manager will. F-bomb his player, which is probably what happened there. No cameras. But Marmol said it publicly, and that's where O'Neill. You also heard O'Neill explain that he's trying to stay on the field for 160 games, which then would explain why he was running, if indeed he was running carefully, at a perceived less than 100% effort um, because he doesn't want to get hurt. Why? He has had the hamstring issue. Last night, Aaron Hicks right now is the absolute target of all hell in Bronx. They are booing him when he's announced in the starting lineup. Right. And he K'd last night. And Aaron Judge came over, and right when he K'd, he was there, and he was, and that was done, it was public. If he was unhappy with him, it would have been done in the tunnel. And this goes back to what I'm talking about. And again, I, I recognize, I, I, would, I'll, I haven't read one text yet. I would imagine, you know, whether it be on mic drops on 101 ESPN app or 399-9646, area code 314, Air Comfort Service text line. I could see a lot of people being, no, I like Marmol calling them out. I'm pissed the Cardinals lost. And if Tyler O'Neill was running hard, the Cardinals score, and it's a two-run game, and the tying run is at the plate. And I understand that. But I am telling you that if you want to have credibility with a group of people calling them out whether it be in a press conference or on social media or just picture your own 
place of employment and you messed up and in a meeting in front of 20 people, your boss calls you out, but not then say you messed up, say you didn't care and you didn't have effort. Think how you, that make you feel. And then going forward, how you would view your boss right. because they did that. And that's what I'm saying here. This is a second year manager who was clearly pissed off about the loss and clearly specifically pissed about that play. But one of the things, I mean, I'm telling you, there's plenty of people. Probably Randy Carricker would fall into the category. Uh, I'm trying to think about Brad Thompson, but from the player side of things. After the Cardinals lost a game and asking Tony LaRusa a question, it was just a, it, you're a mercenary. It doesn't matter what you ask, you are going to get your ass lit up. You knew it. I knew it. I mean, it was just one of the things. It's like, okay. And then the audience who's watching live on television, what a terrible question. The questions were fine. He was just so angry, but he still didn't call out individuals. Minus one time when Steve Klein flipped him off from the bullpen and then he was going to go into the clubhouse to fight him. Other than that, he understood that you have to separate and compartmentalize your frustration with an individual from what you say publicly versus how you handle it privately. And so as I was watching that, and then I went back and watched it again, I thought to myself, this is a moment Ali Marmol is going to regret. And if I were Ali Marmol, even if I don't feel like I was wrong, I would apologize to Tyler O'Neill, and I would probably apologize in front of the team in addition to try to win back that equity that a manager needs to have if you make the mistake of calling out an individual publicly. Your thoughts, 314-399-9646. We will read what looked to be about a million texts coming in on the topic coming up in the next segment. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, the question is what happened in the Sports Center update? I'll have an answer for you right now. So uh, during that break between segment two and three, I usually peruse to find out what I will mention in the Sports Center update. You mean with the National Basketball Association, of which St. Louis does not have a team and has not for 55 years. Right, but should. Uh, and so I pull up yesterday, what I think to be yesterday's scores, yet I go and look on there and they are not the correct scores because it was March and I did not have time to move it over to April and because I saw that the Celtics played the Horn, uh, the Wizard, I, the Celtics played the Sixers last night. Joel Embiid had 50 points, 52 to be exact. Uh, and I didn't see that up there, so you know what I did, Tim? I just pulled the pin. I noticed that. I just pulled the pin. <laughs> didn't didn't have the the savvy to adjust on the fly. What was in the update? Because candidly, I tuned them out. Uh, Cardinal score. Right. Who's pitching today? Miles Michaels on the bump. Right. And then I was going to transition seamlessly into. Uh, an NBA score. Now, now it seems to me that that means you were not going to mention that the St. Louis Blues defeated the Philadelphia Flyers 4-2 to two if you were going to go from the Cardinals and Miles Michaelis on the mound to the Washington Wizards. Is that correct? Well, I was going to go to the Sixers, but the Wizards were somehow in my face. Um, full transparency, Tim. This is Austin Media. 
unaware that the Blues were playing last night. Oh no! Um, but now that I think about oh, it, I saw no. Jamie Rivers. He had a suit how with to him. This now. He had a suit with him, and so uh, maybe we should pull the pin here. And I also said that the Blues were playing last night yesterday in my Sports Center update. So that just shows my memory sometimes can go sideways. Um, so apologies. I respect that approach, Jackson. That's from the six three six. Sweet. You're getting a lot of attention off Volley Marmol and Tyler O'Neill with your. Yeah, they should send me a thank you card. They really should. Wow. What a stunning development. Absolutely well, stunning development. If you've been listening to the show now for a while, it's <laughs> the opposite of stunning. It was actually expected. 314-399-9646. Look at the top text. Uh, I don't know if we're on the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Just uh, the F word followed by you. Yeah. Uh, 636. Thank you for the text. Thank you for listening. Uh, 314-399-9646. That's how you can text into the Air Comfort Service text line. All right. Uh, before Jackson took us off track by just, I mean, a stunning Sports Center update, which is saying something. Right. We'll uh, always remember where we were on April 5th, 2023 yeah, at 1037. Uh, we were discussing the Ali Marmol Tyler O'Neill thing and uh, and getting uh, a lot of texts. And since uh, I was doing the talking in the previous segment, I wanted to read to get the pulse of the people in uh, this segment. Uh, let's see what we got. And I'm just going to read in order. I'm not going to be able to the one that says F you. Uh, Marmol's ego is something else. How you call out a player who works as hard as Tyler is a wild move, especially knowing he has dealt with hamstring issues in the past that is from the 618 uh let's see what we got uh makes you wonder if pop warner got a read on the play when he was waving o'neill in that's from the 314 i don't th- i mean marmol specifically said that's not on the third base coach uh, he said that's why he's there he said it specifically that's why uh you run hard and let the third base coach uh, tell you what right. you need to do. Tim, what I hear is a bunch of people complaining about nothing. Craig Berube called out his players for effort as well. The only difference is Craig Berube had multiple players, not just one guy. So, of course, he didn't call out all the names because there were multiple of them. That's from the 980. I shall respectfully disagree with that text. I understand the thought process behind it. But what I would tell you is it is incredibly rare. It doesn't mean it never happens. It is incredibly rare, especially five games into a season, for an individual to be called out for effort. That is what I am saying, and I will stand by that. I sit in here and do 12 hours of radio, and I, there's not a thing anybody's going to say to change my opinion on that, and that, and I, I think most of you actually would agree with me uh, on that. I couldn't agree more with you, Tim. Maybe Tyler tweaked something. Maybe he's being too cautious in the wet conditions. Maybe he shouldn't have been sent home. It seems like Ollie threw Tyler under the bus and didn't even tell him he was being sent to the Wolves. That is not good, Mr. Momol. Uh, I think it's time you resign. That's from the three. Wow, we went from about 35 miles an hour up to 80 in Montana. Um, yeah, I'm not calling for resignations or anything like that. What I'm telling you is that is a surprising move. And my, my, here's another element to it. My belief is, is when he got home last night, or maybe even before then, Ali Marmol's like, man, I'd, I'd like to have that one back. Yeah. That is not the way that you handle it. And he knows it's not the way. There's no way he doesn't know that that's not the way that you handle it. If he doesn't know it's not the way that you handle it, 
That's a concern. I mean, just pick, picture, take your pick of whomever you'd like to, that you consider to be, and I'm talking baseball here because you got 162 games, plus you have spring training, and if you're in a market where you're lucky enough to have the team in the postseason all the time, you're adding on another month in which you can picture, whether it be La Russa, Torrey, Bobby Cox, I don't know who is considered now in that category. I feel like we kind of have a revolving door yeah, of managers that's, that's winning really World tough. Series. I don't know. I mean, I could say Dave Roberts because they're always there. But I think in Los Angeles, like Dave Roberts, I can bring up Dave Roberts. He goes to the World Series all the time and minus the COVID World Series and never wins. Um, I don't know. Other managers are banging drums to, you know, let people know if it's a curveball. So I don't know. But my point is, if you're going back with the Braves run, the Yankees run, the Cardinals run, you want to go back to Whitey Herzog. It's just not something that is a manager does. But again, I'm not even applying it specifically now to baseball. I'm just talking about leadership in general. If you have somebody calling out somebody specifically in business, it's just it's it's for effort, for effort, for effort. You mess up, you own it. It's fine. Hey, you know, obviously that's a play that Tyler would like to have back. But, you know, he's dealing. He's dealt with a hamstring in, injury. And, you know, I'm sure he would like to have his jump back or the way he turned there. But you get an effort. Now you're getting into a totally different conversation. And that I, there, there's let me put it this way. There's no way Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arno are like good for Ollie for saying that. And those right. are two guys that I think most St. Louis Cardinal fans. And even if you're not a Cardinal fan, as a sports fan listening to this radio station, you recognize that those are two guys one, I would say, is a certainty to go into Cooperstown, and another is a possibility to go to Cooperstown, but not just because of their ability, also because these are two guys who are as professional as it gets and who are consumed with winning and baseball people, and there's no way they're going, oh, good, I'm glad he finally let Tyler O'Neill have it for his effort. That's just a, it's a different kind of animal right there. Uh, I want to try to read dissenting opinions. I'm okay with o- uh, Ali calling O'Neill out because he wasn't wrong, but he'd better not call out players publicly again this season. That's from the 573. Seems relatively contradictory. Uh, praise in public, coach in private. That is from the 314. Tyler O'Neill this season sprint seat is in the 70th percentile. He was in the 90th percentile. Last year, that's from the 314. Well, what that would tell you is perhaps he's not right. right. And by right, I mean healthy and maybe running gingerly because of that. But then if that's the case, then you would think Marmol would be aware of that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would think that that would be the case. And you could you know, claim you know, he hasn't gotten some great jumps on balls at center, but also he doesn't really play center field all that often. He's moved there this season probably because of Jordan Walker. So it's tough to certainly tell, and that's, you know, I'm no doctor, so... Uh, Cardinals now at this point two and three after a start in which they really could have, maybe should have been three and zero, oh, uh, depending on how you view the opener. Certainly a game in which they were coming back and then held leads and then would lose the lead and come back. Uh, but here in these games against the Braves, uh, it looks like there is a bit of a disparity, and also on top of it, both games to start the series, the Cardinals starting pitchers have uh, had just real problems early on if anything if you want to take a positive out of it and you really be searching to do it uh would be well at least they got through a few innings after they looked like they were going to only go a couple innings but you know you're you're doing a lot of spin if that's if that's the route that you want to go it's a problem you've now gone through the rotation one time granted it's the wainwrightless rotation at the moment but four of the five were considered regulars 
and I recognize Jack Flaherty went five innings and didn't give up a run or a hit. However, it would be deceptive to say that that was a great start. If anything, I would say it's good he didn't give up a run considering he walked a seven-hitter. Right. But uh, you can't sit there and go, that was a great start. Montgomery would be the best. Yeah. Three runs. Um, so Miles Michaelis gets another turn day. This will be very interesting. Keep an eye on this game, even though games are flying now. So maybe the old, uh, hey, it's a day game. Uh, the boys will be a little more aggressive at the plate so we can get up in the air quicker. Uh, that's something that <laughs> track records would tell you goes on, even though I know it's tough to believe. Uh, but now the games go quick, so maybe that won't be the case. And also, they got the weather situation. But yeah. Saturday, it was freezing out, and uh, they were they were in a spot where you probably weren't going to have balls flying out of the ballpark. Today, you got uh, windy conditions right now, and uh, certainly precipitation in the St. Louis area. We'll see how it plays out. Miles Michaelis on the mound as the Cardinals try to avoid the sweep against the Atlanta Braves. Tim McKernan in Action Jackson with you. This is Balloon Party, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. It's driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. St. Louis Acura.com and AltonToyota.com. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, fresh off of his Sports Center update, met with hostility, candidly, <laughs> in the Air Comfort Service text line, unlike I've ever seen before at these studios. And this is a studio that had Ken Iggy Strode in it to start the show. So that's saying something. Oh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, that was, uh, it's just not my best. Uh, that was an example of, of bad effort, and it's on me. And I, oh my gosh! I, anyone, this is accountability. Anyone in the building can can go out there publicly and say it was a lack of effort, and I'm and I stamp my approval on it. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you gotta be able to look ma- in the mirror. Mo- you know, that's a moment of maturity. <laughs> I like that. I like the pronunciation. As opposed to maturity, yeah. big fan maturity. Because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, this guy must be educated, even mm-hmm. though he didn't graduate. Uh, all right, Jackson. For the first uh, 53 minutes of the show, it's been Tyler O'Neill, Ali Marmol. I think it's the right thing to do. It's certainly the topic, not just locally, but as I said at the start of the show, it's uh, it was anyway. I don't know if it is still, but it was this morning on the front page of ESPN.com, the second top story. Uh, I am going to uh, get into the Masters here momentarily, uh, and my reason being, uh, I'm not going into what do you think the weather is going to do or who are you picking to win. It's an observation, but it's an observation with a player who everybody, even if you're a golf fan, knows, and a story that transcends the game of golf. So that's why I'm going there. And who do you think I'm going to talk about? Uh, Tiger. Yes, of course, that's what you think. But that's why I'm Colin Cowherd, local contrarian boy. (laughs) Because I'm now going to make you think about something that you hadn't thought about and probably won't think about after I'm done talking about it, but I observed it yesterday. The Phil Mickelson situation is sad. It has nothing to do with Tiger Woods. It is sad. New York Post reporting he did not talk to anybody last night at the Champions Dinner. And I watched him doing his interview, and he was not invited to, nor did he want to, go into the media room to do a press conference. What had nothing to do with live, as far as no live players allowed. Cameron Smith spoke, the open winner last year. Tiger spoke, Rory spoke, Rom spoke, Justin Thomas spoke. Um, But Phil did a little quick... Q&A with a number of media members who wanted to talk to him. He doesn't look physically healthy. You're agreeing with me. I looked, we didn't discuss, he doesn't that, look right. That picture of all the champions, which is a great picture, he looks like hell in that picture. He looks old. Yeah. And less than 22 months ago, he won the PGA Championship, shocking the world at 51 years old, superseding Jack Nicklaus at 46 in 1986. 
Uh, and then secondarily, the thing that, that stands out to me in that exchange yesterday is he's clearly filtered. And one of the things, and I can tie this back into the Cardinals to to, to do the localization element of it, but it, it's it is an, it's a real anecdote. When the Cardinals acquired Tino Martinez following the 2001 World Series, which I have and still believe, and if anything, feel vindicated by, not that it was a real controversial opinion at the time, I thought it was a rush based on how Martinez performed for the Yankees in the 2001 World Series, in a hell of a World Series, and they were surprised by McGuire retiring via fax to Rich Eisen. Um, and so they're, we got to do something to replace McGuire, Tino Martinez. And Tino Martinez never, ever considered himself a Cardinal. Um, couple of anecdotes on that, and then I'll tie it into what I'm talking about with Mickelson and the Masters. I sit down with Tino Martinez to do a television interview in February of 2002, and uh, and he starts talking about the Yankees, and he's still calling them we. Yeah. And then he's talking about the Cardinals, and he's calling them they. And, you know, I'm 25 or 26, and but I would, I would, I would do the same thing now. I'd do it more now, actually. Uh, and I said, I notice you're still calling the Yankees uh, we and the Cardinals they. And he goes, well, that's because I was on the Yankees. We're talking about the Yankees, and I wasn't on the Cardinals. I'm like, oh, geez, this guy, <laughs> this is going to be a whole thing. So, like, the next year uh, or maybe later in that summer, we're sitting down to do an interview, and, you know, the photographer's setting up the microphones. He's micing me up. He's micing Tino up. And uh, so you just have small talk and you BS. And I go, have you found a favorite restaurant in St. Louis? I always like to see what sure. guys who have a bunch of money and come to town, what they like. And uh, he goes, I don't know. There's some place in Clayton, like Napa. And I go, Napa, Cafe Napoli. He goes, yeah, Napoli. And I go, yeah, Italian place. He goes, Italian, I guess. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, so how's the season going <laughs> yeah. so far for you, Tino? You enjoy? <laughs> you know, Thanks so I tell the story because Mickelson yesterday, when asked about Cam Smith's comments that it would be very helpful to live, which he acknowledged doesn't have the same level of talent as the PGA Tour, if live won, Mickelson goes, yeah, it'd be good if they got somebody. And I go, oh my God. I mean, he, if anything, was the face yeah, of the whole movement, sure. and yep. he's calling it they. Yep. And I flash back to the Tino Martinez thing. But he looked so defeated and so sad. And here is a guy, we talk about Charles Barkley and our appreciation for him on this show quite a bit with the NCAA tournament. He was the Charles Barkley yeah. of golf. He was the guy who, even if he didn't like it, he was going to shoot straight. I still think he thought he was off the record when he called Alan Shipnick. Now, I'm not saying Shipnick deceived him. I'm just telling you, I think Mickelson, and Mickelson is a shell of himself. Yeah. He is a shell of himself. And you can tell personality-wise, mentally, emotionally, that that is going on. But then physically, you can see it. And I recognize a lot of people in this audience, certainly more interested in the Blues and the Cardinals. I totally understand it. This is the Masters. This is Phil Mickelson. This is a name that transcends just being a golf fan. And the live situation and how it impacts um, politics in Saudi Arabia and what has gone on with the PGA Tour and live and Mickelson being the face of it. And that is a guy who I, I sense that if he had full control, and by that I mean if he didn't need to make that move, he would have never made that move. And if anything, he goes and looks at the PGA Tour now and goes, they're doing everything that I wanted, but now I'm an outcast. And he just looks like he is worse for the wear, and he acknowledged yesterday it would take a, uh, it would take a whole lot for him to be in a spot where he would be able to contend this weekend. And that's saying something, because I doubt the guys who won majors in 2021 are feeling like they have no chance to compete at the 2023 Masters. BK and Ferrario are coming up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN.
You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.